It's your boy, this your motherfucking boy, King Known Uncensored, and we're going to do a playoff preview, part one. Yes, there will be a part two, <laughs> but let's stick to the uh, original before we even talk about a sequel, because a lot has happened today, but um, what we're going to do is we're going to start with um, Joel Embiid winning the scoring title. He's won back-to-back scoring titles. I know that shouldn't... I mean, I understand that that doesn't always make you MVP. I get it. But it's worthy of respect. You know, he's not only gotten the scoring titles, but, you know, he's had a top team every year. And... The Memphis Grizzlies have officially signed G League Rookie of the Year Kenny Lofton Jr. to a standard NBA contract, a deal over four years worth $7 million. And in today's, in his first appearance, well, in his first start today on the Memphis Grizzlies today, he scored 42 points and 14 rebounds against the OKC Thunder today. Although the Grizzlies lost, that's crazy. In your first game, to put up that type of numbers? Shit. Lofton Jr. was a steal. I knew Memphis got them one with him. He just needed the opportunity to prove himself. And I'd rather have him than sorry-ass, mark-ass, trick-ass Ben Simmons any motherfucking day. At least Lofton Jr. worked on his game lost some weight, got hungry, got the muscle, got the mindset, and most of all, got the game to make the Memphis Grizzlies rotation. Now, let's move on. All right, Udonis Haslam got some sort of a a retirement ceremony. I mean, Udonis is loved in the Miami area. Like, he is that guy on the team that is an OG. He's not the best player on the team. He never was, like, a number one option or nothing like that. But he's been a Miami Heat lifer. 
He's been loyal to the soil, loyal to the franchise. He's won three championships there. You know, he definitely deserves to be acknowledged and maybe his jersey retired there. He's always been a guy that's been there to hit mid-range shots, hustle, get on the boards, and run up and down the court in his prime, of course. But um, not a Hall of Fame player, not a top Miami Heat player in history, but one of the more known and remembered. Enough respect due to Udonis Haslam, who is retiring this season. The Los Angeles Lakers have officially signed Tristan Thompson and Shaquille Harrison to the final roster spots to their playoff roster. Very interesting pickups. Not familiar with Shaquille Harrison's game. I've only seen him a couple of times. Tristan Thompson's a guy who can get on those rebounds really well. They need an extra guy to help Wanyan Gabriel hustle out there, so that's understandable. Now, I'm hearing from the streets that Danilo Gallinari might return during the Celtics postseason run. He might make his first appearance in a playoff game for Boston this year because at the beginning of the season, he tore his ACL. Or in the, uh, uh, oh, he tore his ACL, my bad, in the Olympic Games. So he, we, he might get some time and some action out there very, very soon. Joyner Lucas. Yeah, I know that, that name rings a bell to some of y'all, but not all of y'all. But he has announced that he is dropping an album called Not Now I'm Busy that will be, be released in August. I'm excited because I want some new Joyner Lucas. Joyner Lucas is consistent. He's lyrically gifted. He has a, a consistent flow. And he's one of my favorite rappers. And I definitely anticipate not now I'm busy. Interesting to see what he actually does here. Oh man. Terrible, man. The toxicology report has come in on rapper Coolio as he died due to uh, fentanyl. And he also had meth in his system and heroin in his system. It's just sad, man. It's just sad that we lost one of our legends, man. You know? It's just awful to hear that this is what took one of our childhood heroes away. You know what I'm saying? Niggas gotta get off that shit, man. Niggas gotta get off that shit, dog. Dwayne Casey finally got Detroit Pistons head coach. Dwayne Casey is finally gone. Yes! However, he will move up into the organization into a front office position. Which is kind of where he belongs anyway. I think he's just not... His mojo doesn't work as far as the head coaching is concerned. And I truly do believe that we deserve a head coach like M.A. Udoka. That's out there in the streets. I don't know who are the uh, head coaching candidates that we're looking into. But I'm glad that Casey has moved on into a... uh, He got promoted into a front office position. 
because he's he's built a rapport with these players. Despite what I think, they still love him. And another coach that has been fired or by the media standards is parting ways with the team is the boy Steven Silas from the Houston Rockets. I feel like Steven Silas got fucked over in this deal. They put him in a bad situation that became a worse situation. These cats was not going to listen to him. These cats don't fucking like him. These guys were just going to run this dude around. They, they put him in a fucked up predicament on a team that was never going to develop within the time that he was going to coach there. And I feel bad for Steven Silas, man. I hope he moves on to greener pastures and gets a better opportunity to coach a team that wants to play for him. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson said that there isn't a team that can see us in a seven-game series when we're healthy. And newsflash, he may be right about that. I'm not going to front. I think that Clay Thompson is on to something because no one saw them when they were healthy last year. I mean, they got Wiggins back. They got Gary Payton Jr. back. And you got Jordan Poole, Kevon Looney, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Moses Moody. You know, you got your role players and you got your, your stars. The only issue that they had was defense and the road. But if they can win games on the road, I don't see how the Golden State Warriors wouldn't repeat this year. Oh, boy. The Minnesota Timberwolves, man, are falling the fuck apart. Even in a win. Even in a win. These niggas could not get along, B. We don't know what the fight was about. We just know that, um, whatchamacallit, uh, what's his name, dog? Kyle Anderson told Rudy Gobert that I will knock you the fuck out. That's the only quote that they got. Like, the Timberwolves, even in a win, were at conflict with each other. It's kind of fucking strange to me. But there was an altercation between Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson on the sideline during a timeout where Rudy Gobert swung on Kyle Anderson and Kyle Anderson had to be restrained. Why are you restraining the person that got punched? I understand they're teammates and I get it. You don't want to see internal conflict, but this is a bad time to be scrapping right now. You got a play-in game versus the Lakers on Tuesday, I believe it is. But but check this out. It's just disappointing. Like, I'm just shocked. And then this stupid fucking idiot, Jaden McDaniels, this nigga punched the fucking wall after the game and fractured his hand, bro. 
I can't make this shit up. I can't make this shit up. These niggas are just gonna fucking lose, B. They just setting themselves up to get their ass kicked, which we'll get into. This nigga really punched a wall right now. You're an NBA player that punched a wall. Now, I can see a regular ass nigga punching a wall. But in, uh, anything that involves your hands, bro, come on, dog. You got to know better than this. You remember when Amari Stoudemire punched the fucking fire extinguisher and fucked his hand up and he came back to play and wasn't the same. Do you remember Blake Griffin punched the fucking uh, ball boy or, or some shit like that? Oh, the equipment coordinator. And he had to miss games because of that. Just completely fucking retarded and stupid. The Timberwolves are wilding. But without further ado, I bring to you the playoff preview part one. Two coming soon. Let's get it on. Now, I think I already talked about the Eastern Conference play uh, play in preview. Now let's talk about the Western Conference play in. Let's speak on it. All right, the Lakers play the Timberwolves. It's going to be a very interesting game. I mean, the last time I seen the Lakers play the Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns was laughing in AD's face because he had a great game on him. But is that energy going to be the same the next game? I don't think so. I see a cat disappearing site, and Anthony Edwards is going to have to do all the work like he always does. I see a 40-point Anthony Edwards game, but that's not going to be enough for the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't trust the Wolves in no situation. And I think that the Los Angeles Lakers are going to beat the Minnesota Timberwolves in a playing game and assume the seventh spot, which they will play Ja Morant and the Grizzlies. I'm going to be rooting for the Timberwolves because the Lakers are my ops. But I don't believe in the Minnesota Timberwolves that they can win this game. Real nigga shit. Putting on my critic hat. I mean, Carl and Anthony Davis is going to be fun. But there's nobody on the Minnesota Timberwolves that can guard LeBron James. And D'Lo is going to have extra motivation against his former team. I just don't see it coming to fruition. I don't see no dub. Now, however, I did not know that the Timberwolves owned the tiebreaker against my Pelicans. Didn't know that. That's crazy. But my Pelicans are playing the Oklahoma City Thunder. Ooh, that's going to be a fun game. A fun young nigga game, man. But I'm going to take my boys in this one. I'm going to take the uh, New Orleans Pelicans in this game. Even though it's going to, I think it's going to go to overtime for sure. It's going to be very close. I mean, you got Shea Gilgis Alexander versus Brandon Ingram. That's going to be really good, yo. It's a whole lot of money in that motherfucker. It's 
going to be crazy. It's going to be an ugly game. It's going to be a high-scoring game. But I just think that the Pelicans are a little bit deeper and better. Pause. But y'all get the gist of everything. So I got Pelicans and Lakers in the West-West. Now, we are finally going to talk about the 3645. Let's talk about the West since I'm already... Well, actually, you know what? Fuck that. Let's go to the East. The 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. This series is going to be good, but I'm going to go on a hunch, and I'm going to give the Philadelphia 76ers... I'm going to say the Sixers and six. I feel like the Nets have a good team, but however, I don't think that they're ready. You know, some of the chemistry is solid, but I feel like... The power of the future MVP in Joel Embiid and James Harden. I think he's going to show up to this one. Harden gets to play his former team. Ben Simmons' bum ass gets to sit down and play towel boy and water boy and be Bobby Boucher when he was on the month when he was on the uh or other team with with uh. The, with the with the old white man coach, not Coach Klein, but I forgot the other coach name. Boy, you or some shit like that, whatever. I just feel like, you know, I do worry about the role players on the Sixers, and I do question whether uh, Tobias Harris is going to show up. I know Maxi Harden and Embiid are enough to beat the Brooklyn Nets in six games. I do think that Michael Bridges is going to put up monster numbers. But I question the heart of Cam Johnson. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is going to be solid, though. Um, Nick Claxton is going to get chewed alive by Joel Embiid. That's not going to be fair. Now, however, my question about the Nets is, is their whole team going to play? Because the Nets are deep as fuck. They got a squad. That's why I gave them two games. I gave them two games because of their depth. You got Patty Mills. You got Seth Curry. We don't know their statuses and are they going to play. Um, you got Joe Harris. Joe Harris is a shooter that can get hot at any time. Don't be surprised if he hits like seven or eight threes in one of these games. Then you got Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, Cam Johnson, Michael Bridges. Um... It's a decent little rotation, but I just think that Joel Embiid's going to be too much, and nobody can stop that man on that Sixers team. Cavaliers and Knicks, that's going to be my favorite series to watch. It doesn't look like that Julius Randle is going to be present, so I'm going to give the Cavaliers, um, I'm going to say the Cavaliers in five games. You need, you kind of need Julius Randle to have some sort of a shot. Although the Knicks have the season series 3-1, Randall was in all of those games. Now you got... um, You got Donovan Mitchell, who could have been an MVP candidate. You got Darius Garland, who could get hot and could pass real good. You got those two big men in Mobley and Allen. You got... um. Isaac Okoro, you got Ricky Rubio, you got a solid little rotation there, you got 
got a solid little bench over there in Cleveland with the Lopez twin, Lamar Stevens, Karis Levert. You got a pretty good team over there in Cleveland. You just do. But yeah, man, I just feel like uh, the Cavaliers are going to be too much for the Knicks without the services of Julius Randle because... Let me see. Let me check the let me double check that status. Is Julius gonna try to play? Yeah. It's looking like it says he's no longer the last update on Julius Randle says that he's no longer wearing the boot on his ankle. That may be a good sign. But he has to make the protocol with Randall not being 100% I don't see anything but an early exit for the Knicks though still gonna stand behind my prediction and say the uh, Cavs in 5 now let's move on to I believe I already talked about the Eastern Conference play in right if I'm not mistaken I'd already said that the uh, Heat were going to beat the Hawks and the uh, Raptors were going, I mean, the Bulls were going to beat the Raptors. Now, let's move up to the West, right? So, we got, so what we have here, we've got the Kings and the Warriors in the first round. Whoa. Hey, don't sleep on Sacramento. This is going to be a seven-game series. I guarantee you, this is going to be all offense. But I have a feeling that Golden State's going to be a little too experienced for them. But the Kings are going to put up a fight. And I'm going to say the Golden State Warriors in seven games. I'm going to give the defending champs the benefit of the doubt. Because the Warriors, if they beat the uh, Kings, no one's going to beat them. I'm telling you now. If the Warriors get out of the first round, nobody's going to beat them. Now in the finals, if they make the finals, depending on their opponent, I'm still not sure about anyone beating these niggas. I'm just sorry. I think it's evenly matched. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I like Fox. I love Sabonis. I love the shooting of Keegan Murray. You know what I'm saying? I like Malik Monk. Got to be a little consistent, though. Harrison Barnes, I don't like him. He's not consistent. And he doesn't do it for me. But I don't think he's going to be the determining factor. I mean, I think Barnes is going to be a little bit more motivated because he's playing against his former team. But that doesn't mean a goddamn thing. I think the Warriors are just too experienced. They're too smart. And I know Mike Brown knows some tricks and all that. That's why I think it's going to go seven. The Kings are going to surprise some people. The Kings have home court. That could play a major factor. I wouldn't be surprised if Sacramento beat the Warriors, but they're not. I am confident enough to poke my chest out about, you know, Chef Curry cooking. Not to mention their depth, too. I mean, Dante DiVincenzo's been very consistent and reliable. Kevon Looney has been great on the rebounds. Draymond has been solid most of the season. But my thing is, Draymond Green 
in this series gotta chill, bro. Do not get a technical foul. Because if you get a technical foul and you're missing, that's gonna hurt the Warriors. Because he is the heart and soul of the team. He's not the leader of the team, but he's valuable as the other assets like a Curry, like a Clay, like a Jordan Poole, like an Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins plays in this series. I definitely have the Warriors. Regardless if Wiggins plays or not, I still got the Warriors in seven. Let's move on to Suns and Clippers now. Ooh, this first round, I'm coming home early. I'm starting work early, and I'm coming home early just to watch this shit. Because this Clippers and Suns series is going to be a bad motherfucker. Now, Paul George might not play in this series. Or he may not come back unless this goes extra game. But I think the Clippers can handle themselves. I am going to say right now, I'm going to take the Los Angeles Clippers in seven games. It's going to be a lot of seven-game series. These teams are evenly matched. You got to realize something. Booker and Kevin Durant and, and Chris Paul have not lost a game. And they have home court. Have to factor your home court in. But the Clippers play well on the road. I think. I think they're just above 500 on the road. Dad, why you always on the road? But even without Paul George, I just think the Clippers are just too deep. I mean, you got Batum. You got the Morris twin. You got Terrence Mann off the bench. We just talk about the bench. You got Eric Gordon. You got Bones Highland. You got... Mason Plumley. Not to mention you got Westbrook and Kawhi Leonard. You got um, Zubak Shakur, Zubaka Belly. Look, the Clippers are just too deep. Like, I understand. You got Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker. I mean, Durant does complete their roster. But however, I question the depth. Campaign's been inconsistent all year. Damian Lee is solid, but he's not reliable. Landry Shamit's a streaky shooter, but can I depend on him off the bench? Jot Landale's a good hustler. Bismack Biombo's a good shot blocker. But are they better than what I named on the Clippers? I don't think so. So there you have it. Now, once the first part of the play-in is complete... We will give you the playoff preview part two. And then once the uh, play-in is done and all decided, then we will give you the full-on one through eight. You know, the one, eight, two, seven pre previews in part three. But I want to thank y'all for, for uh, catching up with me and listening to me and fucking with me on this wonderful Sunday, uh, Easter Sunday and shit. Thank you so much. This is King Known Uncensored. Playoff preview part one, and I'm gone.